Namaste friends. This is KGSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I'm Tranjali and you're listening to Chai Time. Such a melodious musical mahal here in my studio today. We are pleased to welcome Shurvachur live in the Bay Area. The Grammy-nominated Berkeley Indian Ensemble in collaboration with Sankara Eye Foundation. Sankara Eye Foundation is proud to present the Shurvachur live in the Bay Area on April 7th, 2023. An evening where cause joins creativity and it is a shurwat, a beginning to help SEF achieve the goal of 1,000 free eye surgeries from this event. I'm a big fan and super excited to talk to Rohit Jaraman and Annette Felt today. But before we welcome them, let us know more about Shurwat, the Grammy-nominated Berkeley Indian Ensemble. Founded in 2011 by Annette Phillip, the first Indian musician appointed as a faculty member at Berklee College of Music, the Berklee Indian Ensemble is a Grammy-nominated, world-renowned collective known for its global Indian sound that honors traditions, while boldly experimenting with genre, culture, and multidisciplinary art. The ensemble gained global recognition for landmark collaborations with Grammy and Academy Award-winning artists like Ea Rahman, Shreya Ghosal, Zakir Hussain, Shankar Mahadevan, and more. A viral sensation with over 300 million views, the ensemble was in such high demand globally that it organically transitioned into a full full-time professional band in 2021, marking the ensemble's 10th anniversary. This pro-touring entity is led by members representing India, Jordan, Iraq, Israel, Nigeria, Indonesia, Norway, the USA, and other regions across the globe. In July 2022, the ensemble released its debut album, Shiruat, a collection of 10 songs featuring 98 musicians from 32 countries. Shiruat was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Global Music Album at the 65th Grammy Awards. The ensemble is presently touring the continental United States in March and April 2023 with an 8 Peace band of all-star musicians from the last decade. This is Chai Time. This is KCSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I'm your host Pranjali and you're listening to Chai Time in collaboration with Sankarai Foundation. And with us today are Rohit Jairaman and Annette Phillips. Welcome, Rohit. Welcome, Anand. This is such a proud moment. And thank you for joining us in the middle of your super busy, successful tour. Before we move forward, would you please say hello to my listeners and give a brief introduction about yourself? We'll start with you, Anand. Hi, everyone. And it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Pranjali, for hosting us. Uh, my name is Annette Phillip. I'm the founder and director of the Berkeley Indian Ensemble, and we're so excited to be traveling across the, the United States and especially to come to the Bay Area. Perfect. And Rohit, welcome. Hello, hello. I'm Rohit Jairaman. I'm really, really excited to be coming here. I'm both a vocalist and a percussionist, and I do a variety of other things with the Berkeley Indian Ensemble. And I am from the Bay Area originally, so it's a special treat for me to be able to bring this group home for the first time and in over 10 years. I uh, can't wait for you all to hear us live. Perfect. Thank you so much and welcome, welcome to the show. So, Anit, I'll start with you. I remember your college newsletter article titled Berkeley's in-house Indosas superstars celebrate their first ticket in the future with their debut album Shurwat. Then, or maybe 11 years now? Such a long journey. You have arrived and how? So congratulations. And the first thing I want to know is how it feels to be traveling around places 
sharing the hard work, talent, creativity, and such melodious music, and then getting the applause. Well, I mean, we're just so grateful, first and foremost, for um, the beautiful team that has developed over the years. And, uh, you know, we, we started this in 2011 and didn't really know where it was going, but knew that we wanted to take it as far as we could. And I think the the sky is the limit. There's always something new that we can aspire towards. And so, you know, it started with just... Uh, a collective at the at the Berkeley College of Music in Boston and then we started doing residencies and then we started making music videos and then that started going viral and we were so grateful that the global audience was so receptive to our music and uh, our particular um, interpretation of classics as well as our originals mm -hmm. and then eventually started touring and then finally of course now we have uh, the debut album which has come out and the album features 98 musicians from 39 countries and uh, you know we we thought well what if we submit this for the grammys and we're so grateful again to receive a nomination on our first submission yes. it's a, it's a historic thing for berkeley as well and and for us we learned a lot and now of course uh, we're embarking on this tour we're midway well not midway we're about uh a fifth of the way through, we've just finished mm -hmm. three shows and there's 12 to go. And Rohit has done an incredible job just designing and curating this tour, um, you know, for the for the band. And, and we're so grateful. And I think it's a blessing to be able to create music together and also be able to share our stories and our journey and our joy with audiences across the country. And hopefully very soon, uh, you know, on a world tour. Wonderful, wonderful. That is going to happen. And blessing is the word. You are blessed and we are blessed to hear you. And on that note, should we start with your most popular song, Unnai Kanadu, Nance? How do you, would you please say that for me? Yes, Unnai Kanadu, Okay, okay. And is it like inspired by the movie song and the Shankarasan Loy music? Yeah, I think one of the things, um, you know, one of the few things that we love to do as an ensemble is is play songs that we love um, and and reimagine them. And I think when this song came out, that you know many many musicians in the ensemble really really uh, resonated with that music, and we sort of interpreted it in our own way. And um, and it seems like a few million people around the world also did. And it's been one of our more popular videos, and we're. I'm so grateful that people to this day are enjoying it. I know when we talk about you, that is the first song everyone asks me to play about. So let's just play that song and then we'll talk more. <laughs> Yeah. 
உன்னை காணாமல் உன்னை காணாமல் உன்னை காணாமல் That's a beautiful song and this is a great feeling that you all are visiting the barrier next week and not just representing stanford radio today but at the same time i'm humbled and proud to tell you that i'm a long time sankara volunteer before we move forward a big shout out to somya shridharan and her team for working hard in organizing this event it has been endless and everyone is working so hard and thank you somya for connecting kcsu stanford to shurwat and to rohit and anand and we all are so happy and on the same note i think uh, this is the right time to hear a clip from sankarai foundation uh, our founder president krishnamurthy shridharan ji whom we lovingly address as subuji let's hear from him sankarai foundation is proud to be partnering with berkeley indian ensemble to host the shuruaat tour in the bay area the bay area has been a hub for global music for decades and this event is the next generation carrying this cultural torch forward the immense support from the community has allowed us to sell out the show four weeks prior to the event and we are so excited to see you all there the event has a goal of raising funds for 1000 free eye surgeries each surgery is just $30 together we can reach this awesome milestone let's do it peria thank you subuji and rohit now i come to you you told us you are our local san jose boy right our local peria hero and beat basketball <laughs> beat cricket playing on your home ground is the most proud and humbling moment right you were born and raised here in san francisco peria and i'm pretty sure growing up you must have heard a lot about sankarai foundation and as subuji said the barrier has been a hub for global music for decades and this event is the next generation carrying this cultural torch forward i want to know how it feels to connect your music and success with sankarai foundation the world's largest free eye care program you're helping for a cause and goal of giving the gift of vision to millions through your music So tell me more about this collaboration and how did this happen and how does it feel? Yeah, um you're right. You know, I I grew up in in San Jose in Berryatta and actually not far from from Shridharankul and and Jayanti people to whom, you know, are basically, I mean, for me they are Shankarai Foundation along with Murliankul and Kalanti and I've known Samya since we were children. Oh, um you. and I grew up attending concerts from you know Shreya Ghoshal or Shankaran Loy or Sonu Nigam or going to the Dandiya event every year with my little mm-hmm. friends and my high school friends and um you know SCF is, is like such a major part of the South Asian community in the Bay Area um and when we were starting to put this tour together um I felt like an additional almost pressure of sorts when I was thinking where do we play in the bay area and who do we work with to make this happen um you know my mom is is you know a long standing member of the community in the bay area and you know, as a musician herself mm-hmm. knows all these people in the arts community and um the, the first thing that came to mind when i was thinking about it was sankarai foundation but i was thinking you know i i wouldn't know how to approach murli uncle with this idea um and so i just said you know a couple minutes to talk and i called him and he said 
this is exactly what Sankara wants to do, um, which sort of expand its horizons, bring, you know, different flavors of Indian music, South Asian music into the sort of presentation of what SEF does. Um, and then, of course, one thing we love to do with the ensemble is whenever we can, um, in putting on performances, work with other groups that are, that are you know, working towards great causes and, and, and Sankara is such a um, leader in that area. Uh, and it was just like everything lined up. Um, and then, you know, this extra special thing for me of being able to bring, you know, my family, my Berkeley and the Ensemble family to the Bay Area um, and then have SEF present that show. It's like, you know, so many full circle moments in my life. And I, yes. it's one of the shows I'm looking forward to the most. Um, yes. Not just because I'm going to get to see my parents, <laughs> but because, <laughs> um, but because it's just going to be a really, really beautiful evening. Yes, and it's already sold out and people are very, very excited yes. and at the same moment, very, very proud of you. And Vision 2030, March to a Million. And what a was to march with you all with such a melodious music around. So thank you for joining Sangra and thank you for um, coming to Bay Area and really, really looking forward to it. Yeah. So um, I think now I will go back to you, Anit. And uh, I will go to the name, uh, Shurwat. Shurwat is a beginning, be it a life, a relationship, or a project. Beginning is always full of anticipation and excitement, and of course, a fair share of obstacles and struggle. To put it in your words, the main thing that has always given us is there are two questions. What if? Why not? Right? So whenever we talk about it, it's always about, oh, her motto is what if and why not? So please, please tell me more about what if and why not? <laughs> Thank you so much for that question. Um, I think that, you know, we have been really uh, fortunate at Berkeley at, you know, at this great academic institution institution to get a blank canvas multiple times mm -hmm. uh, right from the beginning you know uh, when the ensemble was founded there was a question if you could create something that doesn't exist yet that expands our community and also expands our academic offerings what would you do and uh, you know there were no um, performing collectives at the college that were exploring Indian music in all its varied forms and so that was the first what if uh, what if we could create a space that allowed musicians from any country, whether or not they had, uh, you know, experience with Indian music to come in and uh, explore the depth and breadth of what it is that that exists in India within our art forms uh, and also bring their unique flavor to the mix, to the music that we're creating together? What if that could exist? And why not start in, in whatever way we can? And from that, every year we've tried to do something slightly differently, just try to push our own boundaries, challenge ourselves, try mm -hmm. to think bigger and broader. And, you know, here we are today, um, you know, from 2011 till till now, it's been a very colorful journey and, and pretty wild in its own way. <laughs> I think our team is pretty rogue and adventurous and ambitious and uh, you know we couldn't do this without the the team that has uh, kind of magnetized towards one another and and that's not just in the music but also in the 
um, logistical, administrative, uh, con conceptualization, technical, uh, and, you know, every single side of it, the marketing, the legal aspects, all of these things, um, you know, come together in, in, a, in a very cohesive way. And of course, yes. there's lots of ups and downs. Um, there's lots of mistakes made. There's lots of uh, things that are unknown that we only figure out once we're in the middle of it. So it's it's been wonderful, and also, um, you know, we've just we just try to keep growing and try to get better, and uh, yeah, I think when you have those two questions at the forefront, uh, it makes you courageous, and and also you take leaps. Yes, and yes. we couldn't do this unless we had a, a great team. And it sounds like the the Shankara Iyer Foundation is also, uh, you know, filled with a fantastic community of people who really care about yes. what they do. And I think that's really what takes things forward. Yes, all hardworking volunteers at the grassroots level and everyone is just aspiring for one thing, doing good. Nothing about like, oh, it's my thing. So that's the thing, right? The community thing. And the takeaway for me from what if and why not is, what if is very common. We all have this question, what if, but why not is the important part, right? That yes, you have to take a leap. And see, I agree always there is a thought, a seed, a tune, a voice, many instruments and melodies. And you can always find lyrics to compose a song. But I don't think it is just that simple, right? Many things have to come together to create a masterpiece. As it's, it is said that it takes a village to raise a child. And here you have created melody after melody. Some are inspired, some are original. But we talked about the inclusive aspect of it, right? The special part is the synergy of all the artists from different countries, genres, different musical background, and all of them coming together and in such a beautiful way. So I want to ask this question in two parts. First, I'll ask you, Anit, how did it start as an idea and how the things aligned in a way that could give shape to your imagination in this extraordinary ensemble of extraordinary talent? Well, um, I I think that uh, the people is is what makes it happen, right? And and that's what you're saying also about Shankarai Foundation that you know it's the people at the core yes. of it. And I think if you if you have a if if you have vision and you have an idea and then you're able to articulate that and then also be flexible enough that when new people join, uh, you know their their space for their ideas. I think that that was the that was the goal all along that this is an artistically porous environment uh -huh. um, where you know you're allowed to bring who you are yes. and when you allow for many different ideas to come in sometimes yes it does slow things down because <laughs> you know everyone has an opinion and everyone has um you know a, a goal or a or, or a wish that they want to see achieved but uh -huh. if you if you do give space for it, oftentimes the end result is so much richer and yes. more vivid and more colorful because there are so many different perspectives coming in. And you know, if if we were only allowing people who had prior experience in Indian music to join, I don't think our arrangements would have evolved in the in the rich and uh, 
I mean, it's just flavor. It's completely different flavors that come together, but it's still cohesive because there is a shared common goal, uh, you know, and that is to make great music and that is to to do things in a way uh, which is full of integrity and um, high intention and to, to try to always do it the best way possible. So, um, yeah, I think I think it it may have started with one idea, but it's it's certainly um, you know a vision that has been accepted and, and embraced and also propelled by everyone who joined. Uh, you know, right. so um, I think Rohit joined in 2012, and you know uh, since he's joined, there's been so many changes and so many improvements in the group. Each person that joined brought their specific flavor to it, and and really created momentum um wow. so so yeah that, that's how i think it's all come together and um the why not part yeah, just makes us go for it you know we may not know everything um about a particular situation but mm-hmm. uh yeah we're willing to learn from each other and it, it really is a two-way multi-way street of learning yes and how it has evolved right you must be so proud of it and humbled yeah, at the same time. we all are. And, and yes, yes, all of you. Miles to go, yeah, a lot more to do. Yeah. Yes. yes. And Rohit, uh, same thing, but a different question. Um, I know you have been trained in Carnatic music since childhood and come from a family of accomplished singers, including your mom. And all the artists in your group have such diverse musical backgrounds, such great talent. And all of you have been nurtured differently in the past right so how did it help in nurturing the fusion aspect of the music making a seamless piece but at the same time learning from each other and keeping your own identity and individuality intact yeah i think the sort of driving the driving forces behind behind this and this is kind of in any really in any group, even if you're all playing the same music, but especially for us when, you know, even just the band that's on tour here is, you know, eight musicians and I think representing five or six different countries, um, is, you know, those two things we really have to always have is curiosity and respect that, you know, I think musicians, artists, the general creative people are inherently curious. You hear yes. something, you see something, or you imagine something and you want to know more about it. How can I do that? Or how can I learn about it more or about something specific um and then approaching that thing you know knowing that you are coming from a different place and and you know to, to sort of lead with respect or rather follow with respect in some in some cases and so when we all get in a room together and we start working on arrangements or rehearse a piece we've already been playing for 10 years uh-huh. you know we always strive to listen to one another um, you know, hear each other out when someone has an idea for maybe a change or, or um, you know, to, to try something that they thought of, you know, it, every rehearsal is a safe space. Um, and so we always come at it in that way. And I think it's, it's worked pretty well so far. So I don't think we're going to make any changes anytime soon. You know, we, we arrange as a group, one of our favorite songs to play is something that every person in the room sort of contributed to making that arrangement happen from maybe you know flipping the beat or adding one little percussive texture or you know arranging a full section or someone else composed an idea handed it off to someone else and then 
they turned it into something else. It's like the most beautiful game of telephone almost. Um, and yeah, all of this really comes back to us just wanting to know more about each other's musical backgrounds and, you know, how do you think about this thing? And then, you know, wow, maybe that's something I can implement in my own music. And um, it's really just like hanging out with your friends, you know, and having a conversation. We just all happen to have mics or instruments in our hands. Yes. And when you do something with pure intention and sheer talent, it always gives you perfect results. And that reminds me of my mm. favorite, favorite uh, number from your uh, album. And I was pleasantly surprised. Arzin Yaz. Ghalib has written it. And Mehdi Hassan, Jagjit Singh, the legends have sung it. Yeah. It is asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly for the blessings of love, right? So I think you all are like that. And the way you wanted it to happen, it all came together. And let us hear this Arzenias together. And we'll talk more about this one and your Sufi and then all the other different um, influences. something Sufi or uh, I'm a linguist right so I'm definitely going to ask you this question for me uh, it's like sound of words sound of language it matters so much but when so many people of different background languages are coming together there is Urdu there is Punjabi there is Bengali there are all sorts of languages right so how do you approach right uh, do you go and talk about the lyrics, hear it, try to decipher it, or like, it's just like the harmony, the melody. How does a song, what is the song's journey? Would you please tell me? Hmm. This, is a, this is actually an interesting song, to, I think, to ask that about, because, um, you know, this is one of the original compositions that has come out of the, out of the ensemble. And 
um, you know, one of one of the ensemble members, um, you know, of the larger collective, Satan Kanavladi is a Sarod player and has a background in Hindustani music, but he's a producer and a composer. And he has such an interesting style of writing. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, he'll come up with a skeleton for the piece, like a, an arrangement, um, you know, perhaps some parts are specific. He knows exactly what instruments and other parts are a little bit more fluid. Um, and then as a, as a collective, we sort of develop the arrangement. And he had found this poem uh, after doing, you know, some of the writing. He always does it this way. He waits for that moment where he finds the right lyrics that sort of drive the piece to the end. Uh -huh. um, and then, you know, if you've seen the video for this uh, for this piece or or any of the Indian ensemble videos, you'll yes. see we often have big choirs of singers who are from all around the globe, but they're yes. all singing you know, in just one language, be it Hindi or Tamil or Urdu or, you know, any of these languages. And um, we've always made it a point ever since I was a student in the ensemble um, till now to go through, we look at the meaning of the piece. And then um, sometimes we, you know, speak with experts in that language will give us even more context about, about how the piece may have been written or, or its background, when it was written, perhaps. And then we go word by word. We will first speak the syllables as a group to make sure we get, you know, each syllable correctly. You know, if it's like a ka or if it's a <laughs> na or a la, any of those yes. things that, you know, maybe some of the singers have never made those sounds before in their lives, you know. And yes. so as a group, we get to the place where we're all able to speak the words comfortably. We bring the melody in and it's it's almost like a, you know, like a therapeutic process to to get to the place where we're all able to sing the song together, you know? Yes. Um, and that itself is a beautiful part of music making, even if we may not all sing the whole song together, to be able to do that as a group, as a group of 10 or 16 or 20 singers, um, to be able to do that. And that this doesn't even touch upon building the arrangement with the rest of the instruments. Um, but, you know, words, like you said, have meaning. Yes. And and it's such a big part of what we love to do as an ensemble is to get to know the songs intimately um, and develop them yeah, as a group. Beautiful. And talking about languages, I have experienced some languages like Marathi, Tamil, they have this era sound and such difficult languages. And I'm always curious when I hear you, I have heard your original songs and solos and the pronunciation is just perfect. The Diction, uh, do you speak Tamil at home? How did this happen? I grew up, yeah, speaking speaking Tamil. Both my parents uh, are come from Tamil-speaking families. Mm -hmm. My mom kind of grew up all around India. Um, and my, my dad is from Chennai. So yeah, grew up speaking okay. Tamil at home. And of course, you know, with my grandparents living in India, you know, Tamil was always easier for them than English. So um, that's been the default. But uh but yeah, you know, even for the members of the group who may not speak a language, like we'll sing songs in Hindi. I'm not a na native Hindi speaker by any means. <laughs> but um, I think it's, yeah, hearing the sounds and, you know, each language has its own melody, you know, to an extent. And and so you, I approach it in that way. It's like learning a song, is like learning lyrics to a song, learning, you know, the sound of a language. And we do our best and um and again try to come at it with as much respect and, and 
excitement as possible. And and so sometimes we're we're lucky enough to sing in languages that we that we may not speak, which yeah. is sometimes the most fun. <laughs> know, fun, challenging, and again, hard work. And then you put your heart and you do it. And I think this is the right time to hear um, uh, Sundari Pene. Again, correct me if I'm pronouncing it incorrect. Yes. So, Perfect, yes, yeah, Sundari Pene, yeah. Yeah, so let's hear it and we'll talk more. switch to listening to music getting immersed into that and then focusing about what to ask like for me as i said in the beginning i'm starstruck and i'm nervous only when i <laughs> interview musicians because i am like you guys are god for me okay <laughs> so uh anat uh here i would like to know from you uh something which is close to my heart i uh, was born and raised in India. And of course, like when I was growing up, that thought of uh, I love India is always there. But when you come here, far from your country, it's more like you uh, fathom your roots more deeply and closely. For me, it started when I came here. There, it was okay. And sometimes I have a feel that, yes, for you also, in some aspect, is it true that you came here and it was all over finding or going back to the roots? Is that true? Um, well, I, I don't know how, how I, how I think of it. I think, um, I mean, I'd always been connected to Indian music, not so much in terms of, you know, my musical training, uh -huh. uh, but for, 
for me, it just felt like, you know, as a, as a faculty member at Berkeley in 2010, I didn't know it at the time, but I was the first Indian musician to join uh, the college's faculty. And, um, you know, when, when that blank canvas question came up, which was, you know, could you introduce something that doesn't exist, that felt like the perfect opportunity to bring Indian music, South Asian culture to the college in a much more robust way. Yes. Um, and it felt like, you know, this was just needed. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I think that, that my approach to it isn't just about uh, South Asian culture or Indian culture, but uh -huh. um, more about creating, yes, definitely through the channel uh -huh. of Indian music or South Asian culture, uh, but creating a kind of experience of community creation, you know, where it, you have to remember this started out as a class first yes, yes. and then evolved into its own entity. And so uh, really thinking about, well, how do we create a space where, you know, it is treated as a professional endeavor and it isn't about the grade and it is about finding a family for yourself uh, through this music and through the um, collaborative creative process that we're all part of. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't quite know how to, how to explain um, the initial intention uh -huh. uh, you know, it wasn't just that I was looking to reconnect with my roots. However, what's been interesting is that over the course of time, yes. a lot of our Indian students and Indian diaspora students, some of whom were never connected to their roots, yeah. found this as a, as a place to, to explore. Uh, you know, we had a, a few students from Boston, from Belgium, from... Uh, you know, the, uh, let's say Bahrain uh, or Australia, uh, not all of them grew up with the kind of training that let's say Rohit had, you know, growing yeah. up in San Jose, uh -huh. but they, they felt, oh, wow, I am Indian and maybe I've never felt Indian enough. And maybe this is a, an avenue for me to explore my roots, you know? So yes. it's been an interesting byproduct of, nice. um, yeah. of this community. Mm -hmm. And and I will go further to say that there was one individual who joined us maybe 2000, I don't know, 17 or 18. And usually in the first day that we meet a new batch of students, and it's never always new because people tended to stay in this group way beyond, you know, what what the college required them to or what they, they needed to do as an elective as a class. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there have been people who paid for nine years and kept coming back because we would always be doing new things. Yes. Um, there was one student I remember who said on the first day of meeting the group that his goal wasn't so much musical. His goal was to find friends and that every time he watched our videos, mm -hmm. we looked like we were having fun and we looked like we liked each other. And that he had been at the college for three semesters and didn't really have a lot of friends. And, and that's what he hoped he would find. And earlier this year, when we did the Grammy watch party, when the nominations were announced, he yeah. was joining us. And after the, the hang session on Zoom, he texted me and he said, 
I don't know if you remember, but the first day of class, you know, when I joined, I I told you I was looking for something. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know I totally found it. Oh, and uh, you know, that's such a beautiful full circle moment. Yeah, and I think I think really that's what it is. You know, I I feel that roots can be anything. Roots are not necessarily, you know, the the country you were born in. Sometimes you you just yes. need yes. right. You need people, or you need a particular feeling that you feel rooted in. And and I think if we've been able to do that for anyone, I think then then yeah, this has this has served part of its purpose in yes. that way. Such a profound profound and beautiful part, and I agree that yeah, it's not just going back to your roots; it's just being rooted, right? And the way you all are together and as your students some set up it was like just you accomplished it right what all of you were looking it was all um coming across and then uh, album is a different thing and playing live it's altogether different experience right like we are talking about having fun here we are having fun and of course you are having fun there is like um, so much excitement and power in that live performance but at the same time it's challenging right coming out of that studio and going live so how do you find this experience Anna Rohit whoever wants to tell me yeah Because, I think you hit yeah. the, you hit yeah. the nail on the head that you know when when you listen to music or you, if you're not someone who makes music you might think that like oh it's it's just you know a copy paste or you you know what you did that day but when you're in the studio yeah. you're often not playing you know live in the way you think it's not all 30 people or or you know 10 people playing all at the same time and everything gets recorded in one shot you're having to do things one at a time and it takes the whole day sometimes more than a day yes so um it's a very very different experience it's like building a house piece by piece um and when we're playing live it's you know it's all just in that moment and we often have to really rethink arrangements to the point where you, you know it almost feels like you're playing a different song um you know sometimes you might not even play them at the same speed or you might not play them with the same instrument or in the same key even and uh-huh. so every it's like it's really like building a new relationship with a person or a you know or, or the song in that way and so it's it's constantly exciting um yes. and you know we're especially lucky to be with such a group of insanely talented musicians and so someone will try something different or Throw in a variation, or you know, make a reference to some some other piece of music that we may play together, and um, so you know, there's always so much new energy every time we play a piece, and there's yes. adrenaline, and there's all of this. So it's um, it's even fun for us, you know. Some songs we've been playing for for years and years, and um, there's a newness, you know, every time we play a song because because there's something in live music that's not there in in many many other uh, sort of experiences yes. um which is why we love we love this tour and we're so excited to meet people from around the around the country and and get to share um you know that evening with them yes. because yes. each each night is different yes and uh, on april 7th you are coming to the bay area but uh, you have more uh, this is sold out but there are so many other venues and where can we find all the information you have a very new fancy website right uh, can you please tell us about <laughs> <Yes>. it <laughs> yeah you can go to uh, it's berkeley indian ensemble b e r k l e e indian ensemble.com/tour 
and it has all the rest of our tour dates there. So we're playing um, starting this Sunday, which is going to be in Ashburn, Virginia. That's, the, that's March 19th, straight through until April 9th in Seattle. And um, mm-hmm. we have a bunch of shows. You know, we're going to Asheville, North Carolina, Houston, Texas, Cleveland, um, Portland, Oregon. And there's all these different cities around the country. So if there's something even close to you, we would love, we'd love for you to join us. We've already had a couple cases where people have driven really, really long distances to join us for these shows. There was a group of 30, you know, 30 uh, people who drove from Toronto to Ithaca, New York, wow. to come to our show this past weekend. And they drove back that night and it was, um, you know, unlike anything we'd experienced. And it was such a joy to have them there. So, you know, please, please do get your tickets. A lot yes. of, a lot of, a lot of cities like the Bay Area are starting to sell out. Um, yes. and, you know, we would love to have as many people there as possible and to meet everyone and to meet yeah, and- the music with them. So berkeleyindianensemble.com slash tour. Thank you so much. And uh, I would like to go to the extent of saying that not just driving, you can even fly to Seattle and see you because it is worth (laughs) worth it. Uh, You won't believe me since like uh, the day I have connected and found you all. Like I'm just listening to it and like every number, every song, I'm like, wow. And the experience just seeing you all live I know it's going to be extremely, extremely, it will it will be a bliss. So I'm looking forward and all the people are looking forward. And before we wrap up, the, the question I always wanted to ask you, you talked about the bond, the relationships, right? And one bond I would like to know about is Zakir Hussain Sahab. I had a privilege of watching him live in India, in United States, and it is out of the world experience. I have even watched him uh, playing Jugal Bandi with his father and guru, uh, Alaraka Khan Sahab. And I want to know about the Shakti inspiration and the Zakir Hussain collaboration and the overall experience. Yeah. Um... Roy, don't you take this one. <laughs> <laughs> Rohit is already excited to tell me about it, right, Rohit? <laughs> that was, yeah, I mean, you know, that was the, the actually the last show we did as an ensemble before um, before the pandemic hit. Um, so, it, it, you know, it has, it's like a milestone in so many different ways. And it was uh, the second art, um, doctorate ceremony that we also got to do as a part of in the Berkeley Indian Ensemble and Berkeley Indian Exchange. Um, our artist residencies are usually very, um, you know, they're very involved. The artists will come and spend a lot of time with the ensemble and, you know, students at Berkeley. There will be a master class or a video recording or both. You know, they'll rehearse with us, join us in concert. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of different things, a lot of different moving parts. Um, and then, of course, to then, you know, there's a big variable of a, of a great, great legendary artist. And yes. we've had the, the pleasure of doing this, the honor of doing this with you know, amazing artists, Yair Rahman, you know, Vijay Prakash, Shankar Mahadevan, Shreya Ghoshal, yes. uh, among others. And so, you know, Zakiji was sort of the first classical artist, uh, you know, despite the fact that his career covered so many different other genres. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you said, I think many of us have this experience with Zakiji of having seen or heard him live or, or, or videos, um, you know, over the years, over the decades. I remember one one concert where he came out on stage and he tuned his tabla and people started clapping, so he couldn't actually finish tuning 
um, and I and I just remember thinking, you know, how how important he is to sort of the cultural legacy of of South Asia and the South Asian diaspora around the world, um, yes. and what he's done for Indian music at a global scale. And um, he came in; he was nearing seventy years of age when he came for um, for the doctorate ceremony and the concert. Mm-hmm. And he would sit with us the whole day and rehearse. Um, and we covered every possible nook and cranny of his career that we could. You know, there was, of course, a tribute to Shakti. There was uh, a ghazal. There was, um, you know, his collaboration with Mickey Hart, Global Drum Project and Planet Drum. And um, pieces that he had written, new pieces that we developed with him. And, you know, he sat and he rehearsed with us eight eight hours and um, and played yes. and answered questions you know I had so many questions about Shakti that he answered for us yes um and it was just such a joy and you know he's known for his quick wit and there was a lot of um there are a lot of cool jokes and you know <laughs> yeah yeah and I know what you mean because uh when I was teaching um, in UC Berkeley uh, he was a visiting faculty there and wow that whole semester was a blast like he as a teacher and all the students so I can feel what you're saying um, yeah and you know I had the, the joy of, of sort of spending a week or so with Shakti recently when they toured in India oh, um, wow. so I you know had spent some time with them I went for all the concerts and um, you know, I remember thinking on the last concert, um, for people, someone of his stature, he, mm-hmm. you know, need not go out of his way to make each and every person feel so welcome to, to, to do all of these things. And, uh, you know, I remember telling him like, you know, thank you for, for doing, I mean, we don't get this in conversation with regular people sometimes, you yes, know, yes, um, this sort of genuineness and, and you know willingness to you know remember things are you okay oh you had a headache two days ago how are you feeling have you had coffee today all these things that you sometimes you don't even ask the people that your roommates you know or people that you live with um yes. and he was so gracious uh always and um you know we're we're so happy that we got to reimagine lady l with him and we played it with the with members of the ensemble and that piece will sort of live forever um, in this new iteration that we've gotten to create with him. And um, yeah, here's hoping we get to you know, work together again. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, yeah, we have talked so much and I think I need a moment to get back to myself. So let us listen to Lydia.
beautiful and uh, anat used the word joy you used the word joy and joy is i think the ultimate result of all this effort the hard work the melodies the music and such a such a great great journey this is and uh, i'm sure that uh, this is just the beginning shuruaat this is the shuruaat and this shuruaat is going to live forever and you are going to create music forever and beautiful music forever so um, my best wishes are uh, with you and my listeners they are i know they are so thankful today that you two could come listening to you singing playing hearing uh, your albums it's all nice but it's nicer when you know the story behind it you know the people behind it so thank you so much i know you are extremely busy but you could um, come here and talk to me and uh, before we wrap up the interview again i would like to thank sankarai foundation and i wish sef also uh, my best wishes for vision 2030 that is march to a million and of course that vision march to a million goal to deliver a sustainable 1 million free eye surgeries annually by 2030 is of course going to be there because uh, we have a champion leader mudli krishnamurthy ji so let us hear from him a short clip and then uh, we will say our bias to our listeners okay vision 2030 join the sankara eye foundation movement to perform sustainable 1 million free eye surgeries every year by 2030 become a founding donor of our new hospital in varanasi or major expansion of our flagship hospital in guntur or any other vision 2030 project leave a legacy call us today at 1866 sankara 18667265272 or visit giftofvision.org thank you and before we say our bye uh, uh, like it's a very cliche thing but all the aspiring musicians in india in different countries in the world and here they all want to make it big but that is not the purpose you start with right there is more to it so uh, both of you individually could give a little small uh, message to our listeners that would be great yeah you know i think when you're a kid and you I am sure this experience is true for a lot of diaspora kids around uh the world and and perhaps probably true for for kids in you know who whose parents haven't left their home countries. Yes. But there's you know we all get put in you know minimum two if not three or more extracurriculars and two of them are cultural ones you know if you're if you're a Tamil kid you might get put in Carnatic music and Bharatanatyam or you know vocal and violin and you you may do kumar or rajan man or all of these things and you know there's all of this stuff that you're inundated with um different kinds of things when you're growing up and uh so many so many musicians in the bay area young talented young musicians you know who gravitate towards these sort of creative um endeavors and i think the everyone has a different relationship with those and you know people like me who are still doing it now you know full time yes. i think the driving force is still that just the desire to be creative i don't think there's any um you know sort of you're not thinking oh can i get this many views or can i win xyz award or you know yes maybe you're thinking can i get recognized by xyz person but uh-huh. even that is often from a place of how much you might look up to that person's music or how much you would hope to be with them in a creative way in a collaborative way um and so you know 
I, I remember reading this, this Facebook post from someone who was at the Oscars, uh-huh. um, who was saying, you know, a lot of people look at these arts industries and you see the Emmys or the Grammys or the Oscars and you see these nice big lavish ceremonies and, you know, the Oscars just happen, um, you know, and it's televised and everybody's wearing, you know, suits that are, you know, and dresses that have cost houses and all of this. And you think of it as this incredibly glamorous thing that's driven by fame and, and notoriety. And then, you know, a week later, all of these people are in a studio plugging in mics and backing up hard drives or building sets or doing all of these things because that's the true reason we all do this. You yes. know, it's that the craft and the, the act of making the art that really drives us. And that's why I think people never retire from this kind of uh, thing. You know, people make music or films or write or paint until until their last breath. And I think that's, um, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do that with other people. Yes. Um, and I remember having discussions with my parents about this when I said, hey, I want to do this full time. And, um, you know, I'm, it makes me really happy to see so many other kids from the Bay Area, kids I went to high school with or um, who are younger than me, who are doing the same thing, you know, who are acting full time or performing music full time or recording or producing or, you know, whatever it is. And I think we need more of that in in our community for sure but we need more of that in general you know um and that always says we need more art in the world and i think uh i'm so happy to see um the diaspora leading the charge now um and then again yeah to be able to bring this project back home to the bay is like amazing and to do it with shankara and um, i know we're sold out but you know yes and you have to promise us that you all are coming back here again a hundred percent we'll come back we'll play in a bigger venue we've learned our lesson now (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but for those of you who may not have tickets, but who still want to support, you know, one of the things we'd love to help Sankara do through this concert is to reach uh, a thousand surgeries through this. Yes. So you know, you may not be able to attend that evening, but um, you know, you can always uh, help support um, the cause in in different creative ways. And um, you know, you said earlier, cause uh, joins creativity. We, you know, that's, that's such a beautiful way of putting this, and um, we're so looking forward to, to April seventh. Yes, and if you join the concert, great. But even if you cannot, you can always help people. Giftofvision.org. You can go to the website and always check out the ways to donate and help with the surgeries. And uh, Anit, as Rohit said, that you always believe that world should have more art. I would say that world should have more art and more artists like you all. So all the best. And I'm so grateful for your music, for you all, and for the entire group, not just two, but all your musicians, singers all over the world, I, from all of us, we thank you. And I thank Sankara, I thank Stanford Radio and all my listeners. Before we depart, not the last, last for now, would you say something? Well, uh, thank you, Pranjali. And really, it's such an honor for us to embark on this journey and to keep going. And we're only here because of the immense support of our global community over over the last 10 plus years. And so uh, if there's anything we've learned, it's to follow our joy. And uh, yeah, we hope that everyone who joins us feels that joy and and also looks within themselves to to see where the joy is in their lives and and uses that as the anchor and that as their North Star. So yes. thank you, Pranjali, and thank you to everyone who's been a part of this. We could not be more grateful. 
Yes, and as you said, follow your joy. And with this thought, we'll leave our listeners with the song Jago Pia, the Bengali song composed by Armin Musa, lyrics by Dr. Nashit Kamal. And see you all again. Thank you, Rohit. Thank you. Thank you, Anat. And thank you, Sankarai thank Foundation. You. Thanks. Bye. Jago Pia,